Good day, my deadly darlings. This is our first show of 2019, and I hope you're all still enjoying the new year. Before I start talking about the topic at hand, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge some of the other podcasts available from our team at Yabia Music and Arts. First, we have Band Basics, hosted by the handsome and debonair Mark Anderson, senior editor at Yabia, where he talks to musicians about the ins and outs of that music life. Everything from touring to licensing to finding balance between work, home, and band will be covered in this interview-style podcast. Next, we offer prize-fighting kangaroo, and as the name clearly suggests, this show is about movies and cinema culture, hosted by two cultural critics, and Giacomos from the desert, Ashley Naftul and Amy Young. Yabia Music and Arts will be launching two additional podcasts later this year, Let's Be Adults About This, and Confessions from the Nocturne Nebula. So make sure you're following us online to stay up to date about those projects. To find any of these shows discussed, or more episodes of The Mortician's Daughter, head to yabyumwest.com and select podcasts. Y-A-B-Y-U-M-West.com Or use your preferred podcasting platform to locate your favorite Yabyum shows. Okay, moving right along. I don't know how you feel about those increasingly distant New Year's resolutions, but I love resolutions. Truth be told, I'm actually a big fan of celebrating just about anything. New Year's, new jobs, birthdays, holidays, Arbor Day, I don't care. Point is, I'm ready to celebrate. Some might find that surprising given my grim proclivities, but I believe that one should strive for balance. For as much as we must suffer loss in this world, we must fervently seek out joy. Or so my loosely structured belief system goes. But this approach can be hedonistically problematic, so it's best to add a measure of morality. That being said, everyone must divine their own path, I think. Anyway, back to the topic at hand, celebrations. I love celebrations. For someone who's an atheist and a bit of an absurdly optimistic skeptic, I love holidays. Christmas, Beltane, Wally, I'm in. I've met Santeria priests and attended sky-clad Wiccan rituals. And for me, New Year's Eve is a holiday to be celebrated in full. You have to prepare for it. I like to spend time looking back at the past year's successes and its learning opportunities. I like to look forward to the year ahead to take an accounting of all the knowns and unknowns before I begin my list of resolutions. After careful consideration, I'll draw up my list for the new year. I usually shoot for somewhere around a 75% commitment level. Basically, every year, I promise myself I will do any number of things, write a novel, travel to another country, make a podcast, exercise more, and then I set out for at least a 75%. Now that's a C. Still, I would contend that my annual commitment to crafting my New Year's resolutions has pushed me toward attaining some goals in a timely fashion. At the same time, some things keep popping up on my list year after year, like exercising more and eating better. And so this year I got to thinking, do I really need to stick this on my list this year? Maybe I could hit 100% success if I just scratched off the regulars. After all, I always remember the story about that guy that had a heart attack on the treadmill next to my friend's dad at the YMCA when I was in high school. I mean, what if I'm that guy? 
What if my new year, new me, leads to a fatal clash with an elliptical machine? I do believe that thing hates me. And what if this year it tries to kill me? So, of course, I did a little research. Well, a lot of research. And thanks to the K-hole that is the internet, I learned much about the dangers of common New Year's resolutions just for those of us who are maybe starting to feel bad about not hitting that 100% stride this year. So let's start with my favorite, get in shape. According to Reader's Digest, this is the most common New Year's resolution, and that probably doesn't come as much of a surprise. And get in shape is followed by lose weight as the second most common resolution. So this probably means there are plenty of people out there who add some health-oriented goals to their annual New Year's resolutions. Maybe even most people. Back when I made time for the gym on the regular, I would dread the onslaught of extra attendees every January when those get fit resolutions kicked off. But by late February or early March, the numbers have usually just fell back to the regulars. But according to the National Electronic Injury Surveillance System, gyms can present all sorts of hazards to the unwary weekend workout warrior. From 1990 to 2007, 114 people died using free weights and weight machines. And almost half a million people were injured while exercising or using exercise equipment in 2012 alone. In fact, according to a study published in 2013, there is a rate of 3.1 injuries for every 1,000 hours spent doing CrossFit training. And the culprit lurking in your gym that is most likely to wreak havoc rather than reap rewards? The treadmill. Once again, the U.S. National Electronic Injury Surveillance System tells us that treadmills cause more damage to unsuspecting gym patrons than any other piece of equipment that one might find in their neighborhood gym. According to The Independent out of the U.K., study data shows that most injuries involve shin splints, stress fractures, and runner's knees all likely to have resulted from a person pushing themselves too hard or not warming up properly. Medicine balls are a surprising runner-up in the dangerous gym equipment arena. You must be mindful of the ricochet effect when you bounce those bad boys, or you can sustain a head injury that you can't write home about. Truth be told, more than 10,000 people are treated in emergency rooms across the country for injuries related to sports, recreation, and exercise every day. So maybe right now you're thinking, no pain, no gain, right? I mean, people pull through their gym mishaps, right? Wrong. At least a little wrong. And I'm here to tell you that there are more risks than simply succumbing to a heart attack as you round the 20-minute mark during that Monday morning workout. Sure, the number of heart attacks that occur in gyms is not a number recorded by the National Electronic Injury Surveillance System, but one can assume it happens with enough regularity because everyone seems to have their own story of that one friend who saw that one guy die during his workout, right? Everyone knows at least one, right? Please, somebody drop me a line if not and let me know that my life just happens to be particularly morbid and no, not everyone is included in this group. Someone should let me know. Anyway, moving right along. Yes, statistics show that living that gym life can lead to a longer life. I'll give you that. But safety should be your primary focus if you go all in and stick with that get fit resolution this year. 
or you might end up with a crushed trachea. Yep, that bench press can be a bit of a doozy if you don't have a spotter in place. Men's Health has some tales of gym woes, including Kyle Thompson, the criminal justice student at Iowa State who had his neck crushed by 140 kilograms, or Malaysian student Wang Zaren, who was only 20 when 100 kilograms ended his life. And who can forget Ben Shaw, who was only 15 when he tried to bench 100 kilograms and wound up trapped for 30 minutes before another person at the gym found him. Poor kid died as a result. So always have a buddy in place when you're weight training and you'll reduce your risk. But if I can teach you just one thing, dear listeners, it is that there is no avoiding death. Just last summer, a 33-year-old man was shot down at his gym in NOLA. Now that's New Orleans for those outside the States. And then there was George Barker, who was stabbed leaving the gym in London. One man was even stabbed to death in the parking lot at my gym in Chandler, Arizona. True story. Sure, sure, sure. You're definitely more likely to reduce your risk of diabetes or heart disease if you work out regularly than you are to die by violence leaving the gym. My point is, it can happen. And yes, heart attacks are probably your greatest workout threat in terms of actually dying as a result. I mean, Bob Harper, personal trainer to celebrities, had a heart attack, for goodness sake. If Bob Harper is at risk, I have to assume no one is safe. And when Bob Harper had that heart attack, he was saved by two little acronyms, CPR and AED, or cardiopulmonary resuscitation and automated external defibrillators. If you plan on continuing that get fit goal, you should make sure your gym is equipped with defibrillators and people who can use them. That second part is important. Ask Richard Wong, or rather, you should ask his wife. The widow of Richard Wong, a Hong Kong businessman who died during a fitness class, sued the gym chain, claiming negligent death for providing defibrillators, but not anyone on staff who knew how to use one. And for the gym owners and personal trainers out there, or even just the fitness buddies, you should consider the importance of having some life-saving knowledge banked in terms of both CPR and how to operate a defibrillator. Yes, instructions are included, but it's best to read them before an incident calls for that knowledge. If you're concerned about your own heart attack risk, there's an easy way to ascertain your risk level before you start pushing that cardiac zone. Run up four flights of stairs in under a minute and see how you feel. According to a study presented to the European Society of Cardiology, this quick exercise test can predict risk of premature death from heart disease, cancer, and other causes. So tie up your sneakers and find four flights of stairs to test your prospects. According to the study's author, physical activity has a positive effect on blood pressure and lipids, reduces inflammation, and improves the body's immune response to tumors. And 12,615 participants took part in that study to support that claim. Well, so much for hedonism. I might actually try to accomplish all of my New Year's resolutions this year. Maybe. But let's go back to that list of the most popular New Year's resolutions for a moment. After getting healthier and losing weight, we find enjoy life to the fullest. That's really what we're all about here, savoring life, because you can't be too sure about what comes after. What we know is now. Maybe find something fun to get you through that recommended two and a half to five hours a week of moderate intensity exercise. I personally enjoy a nice nighttime walk with my fella 
and Eleanor, the dog-faced girl, after my neighbors have locked themselves away in their pajamas to watch their programs for the evening. Find your thing and do it. Make this year yours. I mean, it's only March. You still have time. I'll be back next month to talk about Nietzsche and internal recurrence. Until then, stay safe and sassy, my darlings. Deadly Resolution was written and performed by Carly Shorman and produced by Mark Anderson and the team at Yabya Music and Arts. Our theme song was written and performed by Travis James. Thank you for listening. Good day, my deadly darlings.